Are you constantly asking yourself, are my children in the right school setting? Do we as a family love our school option? Lena and I are moms in West Virginia, helping families answer the question, do you love your school? Because we want every family to respond with the resounding yes. Kim and I are here to help families explore the many educational options available in West Virginia and bring hope to families so they feel empowered and encouraged about their education options. Welcome to We Have Hope. Welcome back to We Have Hope podcast. Today we are introducing uh, Leah, who is one of the grassroots coordinators here in West Virginia. And um, a fun backstory, Leah and I work together in another job um, working in foster care in West Virginia, which is a whole nother beast. Yes, it is. Um, And so, (laughs) yeah, we had worked together there. And when I, um, I had started with Love Your School just a few weeks prior to, and I had made a post and Leah had asked a question about it. And I'm like, hey, would you want to join us <laughs> and be a grassroots coordinator? Um, so Leah's here to share her side of the story so that you know who your hosts are, um, who is here, uh, you know, sharing information with you, the people doing the interviews and stuff like that. I always think it's fun to learn a little bit of the background of each host. So Leah, why don't you tell it from your side of of things. How did you get involved with Love Your School? Yeah, it's um, an extremely long story that began long before I met you, Kim, um, and just kind of took off when I did meet you and kind of blew my mind. Um, So to begin, I always knew that I wanted to be a mother. You know, that was just like the biggest goal that I ever had in my life was to be a mom. And somehow I made it to 28 years old and I never had any babies. So I started looking into foster care and that coincidentally is also what brought us together, you know, many years later. Yeah. Um, but I became a foster parent. I welcomed my now adopted son, um, which I'm kind of gravita- gravitating away from even saying adopted because he is a hundred percent my child and like, just <laughs> like me and just like my husband. And it's so weird. The nature versus oh, nurture. Like, he's totally nurtured into my little weirdo, just like his mom. Um, <laughs> but it started there, you know, and be- being a relatively new parent. So I became a parent in 2019. That was when I first took in my son. He was 18 months old. Six months later, I met my husband and he has three phenomenal children. So we get married, we move in together. Um, I'm parenting four children. We take in another foster child who's a baby. So I'm parenting five. Um, Then my daughter, my, my children, they bring these other people around. So suddenly I cannot honestly tell you how many children I'm a parent of right now, because there's so many (laughs) that vary. There's so many kids here every day. There's one that is staying here for a week right now. And she's mine, you know, while she's here, she's mine. Um, And so the whole thing about parenthood that kind of gets me and, and where I was so glad when you introduced me to love your school, because it really did change. Like it blew my mind. Like I cannot express other than that little emoji of the mind exploding because I had an idea of parenthood. You know, you keep them alive, you feed them. You bathe them, you clothe them, (laughs) you you send them, you put them Yeah. Yeah. You put them on the bus. You know, yeah. and that's where it stops, right? Like that's parenthood. And then, you know, like I have a child with a learning disability Okay. and, um, you know, my son, he was in foster care and he had some, some different issues. So we had birth of three different practitioners. Well, I'm figuring this out all on my own. And I kind of like, for me, parenthood was just a wing it. Like you just kind of figure it out as you go. A problem presents itself and you seek out a solution. Most people are not as proactive as I, as I am. You know, I was willing to have four practitioners in my home every single week to serve as my toddler. And that is a lot of work, Um, but that's hard for a lot of parents. But then something that I learned from you, Kim, and what I learned from Love Your School is that parenting doesn't have to be just winging it. Like we literally are the puppet masters of our children's lives while they're under our care. 
And mm-hmm. if we do a good enough job, we still puppet master when they get older too. You know, they look to us for that guidance. They look to us for that advice. Um, so when I realized that I could have some control in the education of my children while they're young, oh, yeah. and not just in their choice of college, you know, because that seems where it was really divergent and you kind of start making those big decisions. You shared that post on Facebook and I was like, holy crap, like I can do this right now. Like yeah. I not, I am financially empowered at the time. That was kind of my biggest deal. Like I'm financially empowered. And then, you know, the second thought hit me was like, I didn't even know I had a choice. Like I thought it was just as simple as if I, did, if I wanted to send them to a private school, it was going to be the Catholic school down the road because I don't know of anything else around here. Right. And that's not really what I'm focused on. I'm focused on the day to day and okay. He has a speech delay. Let's get him a speech therapist, you know, reactive parenting instead of proactive parenting. Okay. Okay. I guess is kind of where I'm coming from. So I am just so thrilled. School choice to me has become this massive movement that is completely redefining my idea of parenthood, like legitimately redefining everything that I know about parenting. And again, I've not been a parent for that long. I am parenting children. You know, I have parented children from ages 10 months to now 18 and a half years old. Um, So it's a broad range of experiences and different schools and different services and stuff. But again, to that mindset of shifting of being reactive to being proactive is still something that's settling on me today. You know, I'm still to this day realizing that there's other things out there that I can do to go ahead and guide this path. And, you know, to briefly touch on my beginnings, yeah, um, yeah. I was raised in an evangelical cult and the women, yeah. you know, we were not expected to do much other than mother. And that's probably where that, you know, mindset of wanting to be a mom, Deep desire. Okay. it stuck yeah. with me. It's still here, you know, and I still wear my hair long. I still wear dresses okay. sometimes, you know, that's all there. Um, but there was really one clear path and you didn't, you know, you weren't very proactive. You didn't have to be, you were going to marry a preacher and you were going to have some babies and you were going to spread the great word and yeah. that was going to be your life. And it was going to be a good life. And, you know, as I grew and I will give my mom some credit, you know, she always said education was important. And I think if hope had been around when my mom, you know, when we were younger, then she probably would have acted on it. You know, I did spend some time in a Montessori school when I, we lived in Charlotte for a little bit. Um, so I did have a little bit there here and there, but you know, the, the main focus was on religion. Education came second. Um, and then my dad, you know, something that I feel like helps me relate with a lot of West Virginia families. Um, I am the child of an opiate addict that passed away from his addiction. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, barriers, I guess, that you face as a child and without a strong advocate and a strong proactive versus reactive advocate, you know, you can get behind. And that leads me to where I am today. And I am a student of social work at West Virginia University at 32 years old today. I finally, oh, happy birthday. Thank you. I finally <laughs> know my passion. I'm finally pursuing it. I'm not, I lived a very reactive life before I became a parent. And I think that's why, you know, my idea of parenting was just to be reactive because that's how I lived as if I needed to eat, I made money to eat. I wasn't making money to build a legacy or to build a future. I was literally just survival was my main goal for so many years. And so becoming a parent and then learning about all this amazing, like this amazing impact that I can not only have in the kids that live in my home, but the kids that stay in my home, like picking up a driver's license book for the 16 year old that is now staying with me for a week because her grandparent is sick and that's who she lives with. 
So I am picking her up a driver's license book. I'm going to go take her and pay the $7 and she's going to take her test. And it's something so small, you know, that that doesn't even relate to school choice, but it does relate to our broader goal, Kim, which is the common good of everyone, you know, not just the United States, not just our local community, but the common good of all humans, the common good of all children. And there's so many things I discover. And I know again, well, no, we, in our first episode, you know, where you mentioned the dyslexia school, Yeah, it's like. I have a, I know a child that could have benefited from that in the years that I have parented them, but I had no idea that service was out there. All the Google searches, all the research, all the phone calls, and nobody ever said to me, this particular service is here to help. Mm -hmm. No, I just, I'm sitting here like, again, mind blown (laughs) constantly every day. And even, you know, in one of my social work classes today, they mentioned um, right from the start, which is a program in West Virginia that helps young, well, not young mothers, mothers, pregnant mothers for the first through their pregnancy and the first three years of their child's life, separate from birth to three. Um, They advocate for them at doctor's appointments. Oh, that's cool. What like, an awesome service. That's amazing. You know, and then they advocate, they help them get a car seat if they need one or help them choose a car seat and navigate yeah. those waters. Like the wellness of a child, there is no end and there is no beginning. You know, as soon as we know, then suddenly we are responsible and I feel like we are required to start making those moves, but I can't fault parents who don't know because yeah. you don't know until you know, and I didn't know. I still to this very day and tomorrow and probably next week when we do another episode, there's there's always something new. Every time we talk to someone new, I'm like, what, what? That's fantastic. Like, yeah. And how can I implement this right now in my own family? And I know five other people that I need to call right this second, because we were just crying together the other day saying, what are we going to do with this child? Or what are we going to do with this situation? Like there's so much, but I think, you know, my biggest like if you want to describe Leah, this was another project in a social work class today. Oh yeah. This uh, really identity. That's you have self-awareness. To, yes. Self-awareness. self-awareness. Oh. Identity development. Um, <laughs> yes. My hope and my goal is to not only do the best by my own children, but just to do the best by every single person that I touch, especially children, because they, you know, Kim and I, you, we lived in out of control situations. Yes. We had no control over what was happening in our lives. And I know it's given me great control issues that I've already passed on to my son, but the, we are going to help parents learn how to take control and learn where they have control, because that's probably the first step. I, I guess it was the first step for me, like to learn what can I, what can I do? Like what I can do that. Like, Wow. Okay. Well, okay. What's next? Okay. I mastered this. Okay. My child is getting the services that he needs through an IEP, but what's the next step? What's the next grade? Or when he graduates, what about job development? What about um, technical schools or career knowledge or because college isn't for everybody? No, not at all. It worked great for you and it's working great for me. But then I know other children that are working with the division of rehabilitative services. And that is for children with certain, you know, learning disabilities or disabilities. They train them. They'll pay for their uniforms. They will pay for their transportation to and from work. Mm -hmm. So many broad, amazing things that are out there. And that's what I cannot wait to explore on this podcast. Like it started with school choice. Every time we talk, it's like, well, then there's this. 
And then yeah. there's this. And then I like, I've written down like three different things just yeah. today alone. I'm like, oh, we should, we should talk to someone from birth to three. Cause I had birth to three for my middle son. I should. And it was amazing, I bet. It was amazing. I love birth to three. Phenomenal. The very very first thing she said was, you need to take the binky out of his mouth. Oh, no. Oh, no, mama. He's so cute. (laughs) And so she was super helpful. And and I knew that I could get an IEP through our local school district once my children turned three. But I talked to other parents and they're like, I didn't know that. You can't do that. I'm like, oh, yes, you can. I didn't know that either. You nope. can go see, be seen as outpatient. And so That's amazing. helping parents, figuring that stuff out, there, there's so much out there. I love what you said about proactive versus reactive parenting, because I mean, ultimately, sometimes there is a reaction, like there's, reaction, yeah. but, you know, That's nothing life. Goes, yeah, you can't plan everything. As much yeah, as you try, I, but know. I, I love that. Like I have a, a sign that says like live with intention and <gasps> bro- I love my, it. Yes. Yeah, so my brother-in-law makes fun of me and I, I need one. Listen, but it's so good because everything yep. we do needs to be intentional. Our parenting needs to be intentional. Yep. Our education choices need to be intentional um, for, for ourselves. Like our finances are intentional. Yes. Our interactions with other people. I have a similar philosophy that is my, I want people to feel seen, heard, loved, and empowered. All of this kind of stuff. Yep. Um, not because of me, but because of um, maybe something that I helped stir up, but something that yes. they realized about themselves. You're the tipping they, point for yes. them to fly. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. I don't care yep. if people remember my name no. or remember who I am, but I want them to be like, there's that one person who said something and it flipped for me. That lady that, in the minivan was awesome and she yes. changed my life. <laughs> she was bumping 90s rap. We were good. Yes. We were yes. good. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. All of that kind of stuff, because it's funny that what I've noticed in my circles that I'm in is that somebody will say something to me and they're like, yeah, whenever you said this and you did this, it was really helpful. And I'm like, I don't remember saying it. I don't <laughs> Yeah, we just talk a lot, Kim, like to that's everybody like we see. Yes. Who knows? Yes, yes. And I think that's so good. I think what is fun about um, Love Your School in West Virginia is that we bring such different perspectives. Even Jenny, who is our founder, boss, yeah. which doesn't like to be called Extraordinaire. that. Extraordinaire. Yes, yes. <laughs> the Jenny Clark, yes. she comes at it from even a different perspective. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's what makes this so awesome is that there are these resources out there for yep. parents and children and all that kind of stuff and helping people kind of realize that and take that proactive approach, take that intentional approach to their their children's education and letting them know that they can do that. They're not you know, intentionally offending anybody, but, no. um, you know, how, how can we do this and stuff? And like it's that. not going to so take great. Like for many of the things that I found, it took hours of research, yes. tears and thinking there's got to be something that I can do. And then how do you know it's a good resource? It, yeah. You, they're, you're just hoping that this is something that's good. Exactly. And we're going to take that part of it out, out of the equation for parents, because yeah. Kim and I have not only like we've either lived it, like with birth to three right. or multiple different services, we've lived it. We know whether to recommend these, these places or not. Um, or we're just going to present you the information. If it's something that we haven't, you know, lived like charter schools, when we do an yes. episode on charter schools, that's going to be very new to me. I'm intentionally not doing research. I want to learn with our listeners as we talk about that. Um, so that you don't have to sit in Google and wonder, is this one person's, you know, opinion on Reddit, like accurate yes. enough yes. for me to trust or Google, like, like no, it- like, yeah. This is and, a life for what, us. Also, what I want to help do is help people know what questions to ask because yes, it's not exactly. just not knowing what else is out there. It's like, I don't even know how to ask the question. Yep. 
how do I even ask the question? How you know, to who, advocate? Where do I go? Who mm-hmm. do I talk to? And stuff like that. And so I love that that was kind of your change in perspective um, once you became a parent. Yeah. And it, it changes, it ebbs and flows and stuff like that. So, exactly. What's been your best surprise, your best um, moment of parenting? Oh my gosh. Um, I, just, I just thought of it. I thought it was a, a hard one. one. It is a um, hard one. You know, I think just the genuine like love and affection that we get from our children. Oh yeah. Um, when they, my husband actually gave them some money because our oldest son is old enough to drive all the kids around now. So for mother's day, he gave them some money and said, you know, go pick her out something like oh, we they still sweet. did their big gift, you know, or whatever that he does. Um, but they, he said, you know, just go and pick something from the heart. It doesn't have, you know, five bucks, just like pick whatever you want to get her. Yeah. Well, all four of the children that participated, cause you know, there's like today there's five kids here. So right, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the four kids that were here that participated that day, even for my five-year-old, like the gift was so well thought out oh, and good. I thought they really know me. Oh God, here yeah. we go. Kim. Oh, um, oh, that's so awesome. They really thought thought like she will like this for this reason. And they were so excited to show me their little presents. And I just couldn't believe that, you know, I feel like as mothers, sometimes we feel like maybe unseen, you know, we are almost God to our children. Like we are dictating and, and making them mixing the magic spells. We're we're getting rid of roadblocks before they even know that they they don't know. Like we're figuring things out. Yes. Like you built that life for your kids that you did, you know, you didn't want them to live the same life that you lived in the same for me. So I feel like a lot of the time that, you know, you're just in the background, they, the, the impact is massive. We know the impact that we have is massive, but we don't think the kids see it. So as far as being a parent, Yeah. yeah, to know that like, my oldest son got me some, some little pack of sushi. And I was like, that's so random. Like, because I know I love sushi, but it's not like it's something I talk about, you know, I'm not just out here. But he paid attention and he knew that he recognized that. Okay. Every time we go to this restaurant, she gets it and she must really like it. And then, you know, my five-year-old, it was a Spider-Man, but it was like a, it was like an interactive one that like popped out and said like, I love you or have a great day or something. It's over there on my dresser. Um, but like he knew mommy will like that because you push a button and it does something. And then, Uh um, my other child got me like a, a face mask and like some stuff to relax with. And she was like, I really think that you need this. Um, you know, and then the other one got me a a candle that smells amazing because she knows I love all these animals and all these kids in this house. Yeah. Got to have some intervention. Yes. Yes. You need something sweet smelling. Yes. It may seem like every single one of those may seem like very trivial looking from the outside in, but I know in their minds that they acknowledged their mom or their mother. And you feel seen and you feel loved and cared for and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I think that that's really, that's really great. It's and worth so, it. Even if you don't, if, even if you're not seen, you still have to do it. Sorry. Yes. Mom. No, it I is know. what it yeah. is. Like we have a role we, to fill a job to do. Yes. Yes, but for sure. It made it like so much sweeter. It just yeah. like, this is, this is like the, the core of it, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to work even harder. I'm going to fight even harder for these kids. I'm going to keep, you know, it just encouragement, you know, and we all need that as parents. I hope that no one feels discouraged when I say like proactive versus reactive. If you've been living a reactive parenting life for a very long time, because you cannot fault someone for either not having control of their situation or not knowing that they control their situation. It's not your fault. And that's what we're here for. If you don't have the time to advocate on your own behalf, or you don't have the confidence to advocate on your own behalf, we will do it for you. 
Like we yeah. will help you. We we'll, want to we'll, empower you. Yes. We'll, we'll take we'll the reins. All the phone calls. We'll show up in person. We'll do whatever it takes. We will, to we help, will you. help you. And and then eventually you'll find that you do have the power to do it. Maybe yeah, we just need to walk you through it. That for, exactly. Sometimes your voice is a whisper, but that's exactly. Enough. It's there that's though. Enough. Yeah. Yep. You know yeah, what's definitely. best for your kids. And that's what the big deal about school choice is. Nobody has the right to choose for your children, but you. Right. You know, your kids, you know, your philosophy of life, you know, your worldview. And that is the beauty in parenting and the beauty in having your kids is that you're in control and Kim and I are going to help you grab those reins. Yeah, I agree. So my last, okay. My last question for you is because I I have dinner cooking. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you got to do your birthday. Open my presents. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What does we have hope mean to you? We have oh, that's a loaded one. I'll keep it short. Hey, that's okay. It means everything to me. It means Mm. everything to me, not just in regards to school choice, not just in regards to my children. I have hope in every aspect of my life. And that is what keeps me moving forward. It literally means everything to me. You have to have hope. You, you know, without hope, what is there? And when it comes to your children, if you don't have hope, then how do they? Like they look to you for those emotional cues. They look to you for those social cues, those, what do I do next cues? You know, they don't necessarily know that they should go ahead and take those extra science and math classes. If they want to be an RN, unless you tell them they're children, like there's so many things somewhere. Yes. So let their, you know, I obviously have hope, but I take so much joy in my child's hope. And, you know, just like talking about the RN, my phenomenal, fantastic daughter, who is just one of my absolute best friends is in this program now. And that was one of the things like she said, I want to do this. Well, that's her hope. That's her expressing her hope coming out and communicating that to me. And as a parent, I just, you created that space that she could do that wrap my arms around it and laid out the bricks for the road. Here you go. So it means everything to me. And I also just like being a lover of social welfare in general, you know, that feels aside from my children, like my passion just in life. I have hope for all the children in West Virginia, and I cannot wait to see the world that we're going to live in one day because I, I truly do believe that things are going to continuously get better. You know, as I learn about social welfare and the history of social welfare, you know, a hundred years ago thing, you know, 60 years ago, things weren't that good. And now look at where we're at. Like we've come so far. So knowing, you know, you and I are out here among many other people fighting for the same causes, like we're going to make this happen. And that's my hope. And that's also my confident dream. Like we're doing it, Kim. And so any parent that wants to join with us, you know, whether just for your own children or to start spreading the word and advocating for other parents in your area, give us a call. Kim and I answer the phone. Yeah. Like we're real. We answer the phone. We, we text back. You, you message me on Instagram. I'm the one responding back to you. You message us on Facebook. It's Leah or I responding back to you. Like we get back to you in a, in a quick time frame as much as we, as quickly as we can. Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So yeah, definitely. I, Leah, I love your positivity and I love your, um, you know, a lot of times you'll hear people like, what do you think of the world? And they're like, oh, we're going to hell in a handbasket. It's awful. Yeah. And you're like, it's so <laughs> I hear that all the time. Refreshing yeah. um, to hear. Cause I have a similar outlook. Like things are what you make them and you can they make are. them really terrible or you can make yeah. them amazing. And yeah. so how can we make them amazing? Not just for, for our own children, but for all children in West Virginia, how yeah. can we 
you know, spread this encouragement. I think you even had a parent that said something about your optimism. Like I was going to say, yeah. What, what was it? It was like, your uh, I don't know. Oh, my optimism is misplaced. And I was like, well, yes. I really hope you have a lovely day. And yes, you know what? I meant, meant it. it. I, I, know. I didn't mean yes. it like fastitiously or whatever. Like, I hope she had a fantastic day and yeah. I hope she realizes that things will only get better if you make them better. And yes. parents out there, if you don't know how to make it better, but you feel like you're in an impossible situation, that's what we're here for. Again, like yes. Kim said, we answer. If you don't want to call, send a message. We're here. Yeah. We're ready to help. And we are excited to help you. We want to help you. So I hope not only that you reach out to us if you need help, but that you also follow the podcast, listen to the episodes, learn about the different options that are out there, potentially that may be in your area that you're going to learn yeah. about. Yeah. And then if, if you, you want, want us to come talk to a big group or anything, we're yeah. down for that too. We're, exactly. We'll, we'll come do whatever for sure anything. Well, Well, have a great dinner, Kim. Yeah. Thanks. And have a happy (laughs) birthday. Thanks so much for sharing your story. Thank you. Bye. Bye.